This B-Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com B-E. That's IXL.com B-E. This is the Mindful Education Board. Are you ready to unleash your inner warrior and live a life of peace? My name is David K. Richards, and I'm on a mission to highlight places and spaces where mindfulness and an education revolution meet. As a school founder and CEO, mindfulness teacher, and leadership coach, I share inspiring and practical lessons while also interviewing other amazing change makers. If you're ready to bring radical change to education now and live in flow, then join me to be part of the revolution that moves from the inside out. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Or if it's not your second time, then <laughs> welcome to episode two. I'm David Richards. I'm your host. And I really hope from the first episode and the trailer, and other things maybe you listened to or read about, that you start to really... Feel the vision that I have for this podcast. So to reiterate, the vision or the thesis or the essence of this podcast is that I deeply believe that we need to create change on the outside in our education system. Yet doing the inner work is critical to creating this paradigm shift in the education space that we all deeply believe need to happen, needs to happen. So one cannot be there without the other. Yes, you can have change on the outside. And many of you, including myself, have done really amazing things to create awesome change in the education space. However, we have to ask ourselves, was it coming from the inside out? Was it coming from the heart? Or was it coming from your ego and the head and wanting to be better than others or really trying to achieve for some wound within yourself versus the highest version of you creating something. And it's very nuanced, right? But what I'm really trying to share here is that my deep belief is that as we all do the inner work on ourselves, we start to create the ripple effect of change on the outside. So I hope you really feel that. And you know, if it resonates with you, then keep listening. If it doesn't, that's cool too, <laughs> right? And, you know, this vision really comes from my own direct experience of turning the spotlight right onto me and giving myself the permission to make my well-being the top priority. How many of you, raise your hand, <laughs> how many of you have given yourself permission to make well-being your top priority, right? For me, as I shared in the last episode, it came from having a serious health scare and just working so hard to open my 10th school. And, you know, I hope for you, it doesn't come from a health scare or a life-changing event, whatever it was that brought you here 
to this moment to be together and to say, I'm committing to changing from within, from the inside out. I want you to know that we're in this together and I'm here to serve you. So let me say that one more time. As I've done this deep work, I've gotten so much clarity on my purpose and I've always been here to serve and I'm here to serve you. So thank you for listening today. So like, you know, like I've talked about a little bit, this podcast is about the educate the mindful education warrior. It's about being the warrior you already are. So I imagine as an educator, the ones that are attracted to this podcast, that you're a change maker, you're a hard worker, you're possibly a rabble rouser, a disruptor, a reformer, whatever labels you've given yourself or others have given to you, whether you like them or not. <laughs> one thing is clear. You are committed to creating change in education. That's not up for debate. And there's a spark within you that drives you to do this kid, this work for the kids that you just care so deeply about. I love people like you. These are the teachers I love, the educators, the leaders that I love working with. And it's this love that you have for the kids and the families and the communities and what you envision for these communities and the kids in them and the families you work with every day or regularly is that that love, I want you to turn towards yourself. Can you imagine just for a moment, what would it be like if you put the love and energy and time and commitment that you give to your families and your kids and to your craft, if you turned it towards yourself and you don't have to take it away from the others. And I know the warrior side of you has gotten this far and helped you become, helped you get this far and it's helped you become the amazing educator you are today. So I'm not asking you to lose. Like I said, it's an and. I'm not asking you to lose that warrior side of you. Don't ever lose that. Okay, that's the part that gets you up, that gets you going, that makes you want to get into this field in the first place and create a difference in the world and create change, right? That's why a lot of us got into education. Yet for me, the warrior part without the mindful part drove me into the ground, right? And we have to be really honest here. My belief is that the whole system is built with this paradigm of the educator as savior, martyr, overgiver. And then those of us that the empaths like us that are empathic, empathetic, that just love so deeply that we're the ones that really <laughs> get exhausted and burn out the most, right? And then we have to work against the flow of life. And to be successful in the system, we have to be successful in spite of the system instead of because of the system. And I'm curious, has in your time coming up through education, did anyone ever ask you, you know, my number one piece of advice for you would be, you know, as, a, as maybe as a newer teacher or educator, or at this point in your career, wherever you are, has anyone ever said to you, you know, you really need to take care of yourself. Be really careful of giving too much to the kids and the families because we're all givers and we're all helpers and you could really burn yourself out. Now, I'm sure you've had that conversation in some way, shape or form, hopefully. And so many of us maybe have never had it, but regardless, did they offer you tools? Was it part of your grad program? Was it in your new teacher orientation? Was it something that is just totally ubiquitous in the system? Teacher care, teacher well-being, educator well-being. It's not in any school I've ever worked in. I've worked in some amazing schools, cutting edge, vanguard, innovative, 
heart-centered schools. And, you know, I went back to want to tell a little story that, that really illustrates this. And, I, and I, I believe that we can move in this direction. And I think people are ready for it post-COVID. After this crazy pandemic and the amount of energy and exhaustion that teachers and educators had to go through. I went back to Stanford to my alma mater where I did my grad work. And I gave a talk during the alumni conference. And I shared about my journey that I've been sharing with you. And I talked about how I really have a mission and a message to help educators commit to self-care and, and well-being. And at the end, uh, one of the directors was really moved by the talk. And she said, I think this should be the, I would like to invite you to come to orientation for all of our Stanford new students, new grad students, and have you talk about the importance of this and really set the foundation, which I thought was so amazing that she had the wherewithal and the vision and the commitment to this to invite me there on the spot. But after I slept on it and I reflect on it, I thought that's so interesting because number one, she said, let's just do it for a 30 minute talk or something during orientation. And number two, it helped me realize this isn't part of the curriculum at all. It's not part of our paradigm. It's not part of what we talk about in education. And so that's why it's so critical that for all you change maker warriors out there, that we add the mindful part, that we add from that we add the mindfulness part. Because for me, you see, this deep commitment to mindfulness and meditation, it completely changed my life, as I told you earlier. It showed me that I'm not a victim, and that it was time for me to take radical responsibility for my inner landscape, for how I feel, for what it feels like on the inside and not blame that on anyone else. The singular commitment led me down the path of so many places I never dreamed I would go. I don't mean literally places, but epiphanies, ideas, feelings, realizations. It helped me to see that I had so many unhealed wounds deep within myself from my, from my traumatic childhood of abandonment and abuse that I had subconscious beliefs that had to be healed, that had to be looked at. And it helped me connect. Most importantly, it helped me connect to the stillness within me on a daily basis. So how regularly are you slowing down for even a minute and just taking a break? Just taking a break. I remember when I was deep into the practice, when I started noticing a change, there's a really long traffic light here in Sacramento. If you hit it on my way to work, it's like a three-minute wait. And I remember the day when I wasn't annoyed that the light turned red or yellow, right? I was happy. I was like, oh, cool. Now I can actually take the time to just breathe and to be in this now moment, to be present. And so it was that commitment on a daily basis, this radical act of committing to a daily meditation practice with discipline. I know you're all disciplined. You're warriors. So with the discipline that I had as the education warrior that I am now and that I was, it opened up within me, the truth that wanted to be seen, right? And we're scared of that. We're very scared of the truth within us. That's why we're rushing around all the time. That's why we're not slowing down and listening to the truth within us, right? It's scary sometimes. There's some amazing revelations you can have and there's some really scary things you need to face. When I had to, when I had to face my abuse during this process, it was really scary, Ex extremely scary, which is why I needed community to do it. With, with people. But through the process, I found liberation, autonomy, 
sovereignty, authenticity, and most importantly, love for myself. I began to love myself more than I ever have. And I want you to understand that the key to mindfulness is living each moment, being aware of where you are. Are you in the present moment? Are you, or are you stuck in the stories of the past and you're playing on repeat? Or are you projecting your worries onto the future? One bad thing happened to you on that street corner. So every time you go there, you're already projecting all the fears that's going to happen to you when you go back to that corner. This is a random example. So for me, meditation and committing to this moment by moment awareness, just really committing to noticing where my energy is, what I'm thinking about, what my thoughts are doing, what my body's feeling moment by moment. It's the ultimate practice in being present right here and right now. Just being meditative, being in sitting meditation is one thing. And we'll talk about that, but just being aware of where your energy is and where your breath is and starting to notice, Ooh, I'm really projecting into a lot of scare, a fear and scared, scary parts of the, like, I'm worried about the future right now. Worry, 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 worry about the future. Oh my gosh, I'm replaying that one bad thing that happened over and over and over and over, right? This is, we all do this. No one's unique in this. This is literally the way the brain is wired. And I'll definitely have people on here that will talk about the nervous system, the brain, the amygdala. Speaking of the amygdala, we all know this from working in schools. It's crazy. It's busy. It's full of little humans. And you got your parents and you got whatever role you're in. There's just so much energy and so many emotions all around you all day. So my Mine was always racing. Like, what did I forget? What grade do I have to put in? Which parent do I have to email? Who do I need to talk to? You know? <laughs> always racing. My heart was always beating so fast. So fast. I never knew what calm, not never, but rarely did I feel that calm and peace that I feel now regularly. The majority of my day was in nervous. My nervous system was on overdrive. I was in fight, flight, or freeze. And it's different now. I was constantly rushing to the next thing to distract myself from feeling. We all do this. And to not have to listen to my body, the cues of my body that said, you need to stop what you're doing. You need to take a break. You're sick. You're, you're tired. Whatever it might've been. I just didn't want to listen to that because I just wanted to go, 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 achieve, 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 achieve. And so I just started sitting for two minutes you know, joined a group and meditated two minutes every day. Then I started doing five minutes on my own. Then I started doing 10, found YouTube videos, found Insight Timer, Calm App, Headspace, right? Then it was 20. Then I found Kyle Cease who talked about this one hour day meditation. So then I went from 20 to 40 and then I started doing an hour. And it seems like an hour a day is so long and we never make time for it, but I made time for it because I was on leave from the school for my health scare that, but you can do it either way. I'll talk about that. Maybe not a whole hour, but you can find time anytime, any day. And I'll talk about that. But I was so committed at that point that I, I did get to the hour and then it opened me up to the stillness and the peace within me that was always there. It was always there. It is always there. So you can think about those moments you've had of clarity and peace and calm and how you see the world so clearly. I went on silent retreats. 
I did a silent retreat for two or three days at a time. Every quarter for two years, I did it. I would sit in silence. You'd go to this place and the only rule is you couldn't talk to each other. There were only a few people there. And it's like, it was in nature and it was up in the hills. And on the third day, I'd always just be like, just have all this information, just all this clarity, just pouring through me. Because we have this small, this smell, smell. We have this small, still voice that we all know, but we all ignore. Not all of us all the time, but we ignore it, right? We ignore this small, still voice. And we keep ourselves busy so we won't hear it, right? We don't actually listen to our intuition and that voice that's telling us certain things. And when I started to really commit to stillness and silence, I began to connect so deeply with the immense inner power of my own soul. That is powerful. And if you're listening right now, there is some part of you that is ready for this journey. Or maybe you've already begun this journey with meditation and mindfulness or maybe you've had your own starts and stops, wherever you are, you can ask yourself right now, what brought you here? Can you take a deep breath? Take a deep breath in with me. And out. If you're driving, you know, don't close your eyes, obviously, but just take a moment and ask, what brought me here? What brought me here? Inquire with neutrality, curiosity. You're not, there's no right or wrong answer. Just what brought me here? Why am I still listening? And follow that truth of the inner knowing. So it might come to you now, it might come to you later, but you're going to have some sort of insight, some clarity around like, maybe I'm here because I do know that I am exhausted or I do know that I've lost my spark and I'm curious if mindfulness can really kind of re-engage me or calm me down or help me. I've had this really difficult COVID time or whatever it may be, right? This is a really difficult time and we're coming through it here. You know, as educators, we're so mired in this paradigm. It's so internalized. Like I said, I didn't have a class on it. No one ever talked about it or very few. We're so mired in the paradigm of giving to others and forgetting that we need to take care of ourselves. And I really hope one reason you're here or the reason you're here is because you're ready to prioritize your own needs for once as an empath, okay? And a caretaker. Prioritize your own needs because you know that serving others is hard, hard work. It's so valuable and meaningful work, but it's hard. And you also know that education has been your, is your calling, has been your calling forever. It always has been. You know that spark that brought you into the education field. You know what it feels like. And you might just want to reignite it. You might want to light, make it a little brighter, right? That flame, just build that flame. Let's fuel it. And I'm here to tell you that you matter. Listen to me carefully. I didn't think that I mattered. Even though people would tell me. So you matter. I didn't hear it enough. You matter. We need you. We need your creativity, your vigor, your, your zest for serving your community, your new ideas, your love for your kids, your families, your community, your colleagues, your commitment and dedication to this cause. We 
need you. And we need you to be serving from a place of wholeness where you feel good on the inside, where you feel like I can give to others because I'm not depleted. We need you to love yourself more than you have ever loved yourself. Let me say that one more time. We, and I say we because this is a community, we need you to love yourself more than you have ever loved yourself. Take that love for your favorite kid or the person that you've given most of your energy to and your love to in your community that you've cared for, parent, kid, teacher, friend, and give it to yourself. Please give it to yourself. You need to love yourself more than you've ever loved yourself. We need you to trust your inner wisdom. Trust that voice. Trust your intuition. Trust your instincts. We need your passion and your purpose to shine bright, to shine through bright, to be yourself, be free. We need that right now. You deserve it. Your community deserves it. And the future of education needs it desperately. And in my humble opinion, this journey starts with a commitment or a recommitment to yourself, a commitment to opening to the best version of yourself. I'm not saying that you have to be the best version of yourself at every moment or right now or every day. I'm saying you're opening to it. You're opening, you're softening your heart a little bit and you're opening up to what is the best version of me and what does it feel like and look like? You're opening to it. You're committing to doing the inner work on yourself. We'll talk more and more about what this inner work means to see clearly and to connect with that deeper truth within you. It's all within you. And I'm asking you to be open to it. And we're here to support you, okay? This is a community. This is a community of educators coming together and committing to the mindful education revolution, to helping each other embrace mindfulness, keeping that warrior spirit alive, like I said, to create the change we all dream of, to live our mission, to live your mission and create the change in education while living a life of peace and sustainability. Okay, I'm here to show you. You probably don't believe me. I honestly wouldn't believe me. <laughs> you got to go through it yourself. You, you have to experience it yourself. You can't read this in a book. You can't talk about this with a friend. I mean, you can, it'll help, but you got to experience it. Direct experience. It's like, as educators, we know this. It's like when your kids, your students understand, a, you think they understand a theory and then you ask them to apply it and they don't understand it, right? They can regurgitate, they can show you basic knowledge, but when you're asking for deep understanding, you're like, whoa, they don't understand this, right? So this is a lived experience. This is a embodied lived experience from your heart. It's taking the elevator down from the head to the heart. We're very heady in education, obviously, right? It's an intellectual pursuit. So this is about keeping that beautiful intellectual drive you have and opening up your heart as a community. And I'm here to try and show you, I cannot do this alone. I'm all about creating a community and gathering together. So we'll be doing this together. And I want to close really by sharing that. Oh, uh, I will do a meditation at the end. Just a two minute, what we call True North at my school, which is uh, Growth Public Schools, growthps.org. If you want to look it up, it's a school that I founded before I was at Summit Public Schools for years. And we want to 
I, I will do a meditation so that you start to feel it. And that every time you come here, if you don't have that much time, you can just fast forward to the end last two minutes or the beginning two minutes. Today, I did it at the end because I think if I started with a meditation, I didn't know if I'd be able to keep all of you, but there will always be some sort of meditation or not always, but mostly most of the time. And I wanted to summarize kind of what, what the main messages for today are. So number one, the core essence of this podcast is to change education from the inside out, right? To get clear on your own beliefs, what's driving you with your heart, really loving yourself and starting to ripple out to others with that love you're finding and that clarity and the listening to the inner wisdom. So it's that inside out journey. Do not change yourself and give away that warrior that's gotten you to this part, that's gotten you this far, that's made you the amazing educator you are today. And then my ask for you today is that, and we're going to talk about this in the next episode three, but my, my ask for you is that you commit to a daily practice. I'm going to break down in episode three what that could look like. So I'm a very big proponent of not getting stuck with just doing sitting meditation or thinking that, you know, meditation is kind of all the rage now, or a lot of people are talking about it. So I really feel strongly for me. I put, I remember buying a book about meditation when I was 20 years old in college at UC Berkeley. And, you know, it's like kind of a liberal town. So I was like, okay, let me try this meditation thing. And I never, I didn't know what to do. I just read the book. And then I thought, why? So I just closed my eyes and I tried and I don't know how to do that. So I want to take you through step-by-step, like I said, break this down into small bite-sized pieces, really practical and very pragmatic. And also let you know that when you're starting out or if you're trying to get back into the rhythm, sitting meditation might not be the best thing for you. I want you to figure, I want you to know thyself. I want you to figure out what's best for you. I have friends that have never done the sitting meditation, but they're very meditative in their practice with painting or walking, like I said earlier. So we'll, we'll talk that through. But I want you to commit to a daily practice. So whether it's two minutes of silence, a five-minute walk, listening to classical music, whatever, your favorite song, whatever it is that you're just committing to getting that calm energy of neutrality, I like to call it, means that everything kind of feels calm. You can see clearly. The mind is not quiet. You're not going to have your voice in the head just stop, but it's not as active. So it's a little quieter, Things a little calmer. You start to have a little more clarity. You start to feel something in your body that's off. It's telling you a truth that you know. And you're just getting more seasoned and practiced and really trusting the stillness and the cues of your body. And that starts with some sort of commitment to a daily practice. So we will talk about that more for now. We will, you know, my real ask for you is just commit to that. Commit to a mindful and mindfulness and meditation practice from this point forward. And if you fall off, you fall off, but just commit to it energetically within yourself. I commit to using mindfulness to create a better version of myself and to live out the mission as an, to live out my mission as an education change maker. So that's my ask for today. And the next week, my ask will be, let's play around with your different types of meditation that work for you. And we can practice different ones. But for now, let's just take a moment to close today. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for listening. This is definitely coming through me from a place of passion and love. And I really do feel like my 
mission on this planet is to spread the love and to bring more love into education spaces and to really just show up authentically as me. And so I'd love to just close today with giving you just a two minute meditation or what we call at my school, thanks to Valor, Valor Collegiate that we've been certified to do their circle, their SEL program and their social emotional learning program called uh, Compass. And thank you to them for the name of True North, which is some people like, you know, better than meditation, but either way, it's just a simple two minute practice that um, this is not their specific two minute practice, but the name True North, this will be my own two minute practice. So close your eyes, take a nice deep breath in and then breathe out. One thing that's really helpful is to, and you can do this anywhere when you're driving or at a stoplight, like I said, or when you're getting triggered is to take a nice deep breath and inhale through your nose. And you can almost like tighten up parts of your body as you inhale, maybe count to like four. And then you let go through the exhale in your mouth to a count of eight. So we'll do that together. Two, three, four. All the way till eight. It really signals to your nervous system that you're ready for some calm. And I can't wait to share some guests with you that have really good practice around this. But let's just take a moment right now to what's great about sitting and committing to this is that you're clearly just here right now in this present moment. There's nowhere to be. There's no problems right now that you have to worry about. I'll be there when you're done. Just let your breath happen rhythmically. You can put your hand on your heart if you'd like. You don't have to. We can be grateful for this moment that we are together. You can be grateful for your breath. You can be grateful for life. You could be grateful for something else in your life that simple as your shelter or the food or whatever works for whatever you'd like to be grateful for at this moment, a relationship, a friendship, the sky, nature, connection. And give yourselves some gratitude and thank yourself for spending just a few minutes today connecting with that expansive version of you. Thank yourself because as you learn to love yourself more, you really have to be thoughtful about how you speak to yourself, how that inner voice speaks to you. So we're going to thank you today. Thank yourself for taking this time to put yourself first. And then at your own pace, just take a few inhales and exhales, and then I'll wrap up. Thank you again. I appreciate you. Love you. Sending you a lot of love. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Mindful Education Warrior podcast. 
I want you to know that every guest and listener is a value part of this co-creation. We're so honored that you listened and we hope that this helped you in some small or big way today. This is a community and a movement and without you, it wouldn't be possible. If you wanna learn more about me, you can go to davidkrichards.com where you will find special offers for podcast listening. And as always, if you're moved by an episode, please rate and review the podcast wherever you listen. Finally, our greatest compliment is when you share an episode with someone who you believe will benefit from the message. I'm sending you so much love today and the courage to really be the mindful warrior within you. Thank you. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase student achievement for all of your students, reliably meet tier one standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com B to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve these goals. That's IXL.com B-E.